0: What's up and welcome to another episode of the Grindline Podcast. This is episode 47 on the 19th of February, 2019. We have a lot to talk about tonight, but as always, I am here with Ryan and Tyler. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Ryan?
1: I'm fantastic because what people don't know is this is about the fourth attempt at trying to get this thing started
0: this evening, so let's do it. We just cannot get our shit together (laughs) tonight, but got some pretty big stuff come through the pipe today. Uh, We've got a few things to go over, but I think what we're going to start with is, I'm sure what everyone has seen, is the Nick Jensen report. Uh, First came out a tweet today from Brian Lawton, you know, the venerable Brian Lawton, who says, I am hearing interest uh, is picking up for Detroit Red Wings right shot D and impending UFA Nick Jensen. Current asking price is believed to be a second rounder plus with clubs offering a third excellent puck mover that can really skate and defend would be a great addition to any playoff team. So I'm not surprised. And then there have been people calling for, especially a lot of Leafs fans for Kyle Dubas to, well, if they're asking for a second and a third, do it. So I'd like to get your guys' take on the Nick Jensen report that's going on. And I think we'll start with you, Ryan.
1: Uh, I mean, if, if the price is right, I, there's no reason not to. What scares me, and I'm looking at the Winging It in Motown article here. I think it was uh, at Kyle is who put it together. Um, no, excuse me. This That's what I saw the report. But um, if you trade Jensen, granted, you got Horonic back in the lineup, but that more than likely puts Erickson back in the lineup. And then do you call up Chalowski or are they going to let him down? It just, their defense isn't getting younger by getting rid of Jensen, even though he's 28 years old. But if you trade him for a second and you get some, and one extra, maybe a, a, a mid-tier prospect or a third, I, you got to do it, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I, I my pro, I don't have any problem with it. A lot of the problem I see with people is like, we'll get rid of Erickson or get rid of Daly or Cronwell. No one's going to take him. No. Jensen has value, and you can trade something with value. And sure, we're not going to get any younger this year by trading Jensen, but we don't need to. We mm-hmm. need to lose so we'll get young we'll get younger next year by trading Jensen. Tyler, what do you think of the Jensen report?
2: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. He's an impending UFA. It seems like they're not going to re-sign him, and even if they do re-sign him, it doesn't. It looks like there's more interest uh, in in from other teams than it looks like that Ken Holland and the Red Wings party has in re-signing him. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him moved on Monday. And the other thing is, is Jensen. Yeah, I mean, he's also another guy that that could end up coming back. You know, if they, they were to trade him to Toronto or, or whoever, you know, is going to be interested in him, he could come back in the summer. Or if if you really want to get younger and let kids play, you trade Jensen and then you call up Jalowski and play him with Hronik and just – let Erickson waste his time on, the, you know, on the ninth floor or whatever you want to call it. So that that's what I would do. I, I know they're not going to do that. So I mean, you trade Jensen,
0: that means Erickson's back in the lineup, basically. Yeah, which,
2: for sure. which
0: for the rest of the season, you should be fine with.
2: Yeah, anything I does. Would honestly, hey. I would honestly love to never see him play again. To be honest with you, but that would just be my wish. But that's not going to
1: happen. So if as long if Jensen's playing. And if, if he doesn't go anywhere, it was the, the article I was thinking it was Boltman from The Art, the Athletic today. If he stays and they can keep him for cheap next year with Erickson dropping off, as long as they can bring, if you got Hronik and Shalowski, and then Erickson is your scratcher, number seven, I am okay with that in his, the final year of his contract. So it's, if he can still trade him though, do it.
0: See, my thing is, is they wouldn't, I think scratching of Erickson last game was a fluke thing and just to appease people I I'm not sure they last would game. well I'm not sure they would give Erickson the Witkowski role next season just to keep Chalowski and heronic in the lineup so I think if, if if Cronwall retires that's an ideal situation but it's sounding more and more like that's not going to happen Nick Cronwall has the
2: uh Dan Cleary syndrome where he just doesn't know when it's time to give it up
0: yeah, well, the he's other called, half of that syndrome is Ken Holland.
2: Not true, touche.
0: So I think if if Cronwall doesn't retire and Holland signs him to a team-friendly one-year contract just to let him live out his glory days, it's it's not helping. And you have to trade Jensen. That's mm-hmm. the thing. I think I think if you see a Jensen trade, it is it, it might almost be Holland admitting that they're going to re-sign Cronwall. Yeah. Uh... So. I mean, you can't do any – I think one of uh, – because they got to get rid of two defensemen to play Chalowski and heronic full-time. Mm-hmm. So you would have to tell Cronwall, listen, we love what you did for us, but your time's up, and then you'd have to ship out Jensen. That leaves two full-time slots because Erickson's got another year left on his contract. Uh, so does Daly. So does Mike Green. DeKaiser Kaiser has a few years. So you've yeah. got to move two. Yeah
1: and buying out i don't think doesn't it does any good for Daly or erickson either for the final year
0: no yeah buying out erickson or Daly doesn't doesn't make any sense you might as well just you're gonna suck probably next year anyways so you might as well suck real bad
1: i'm sure i'm looking at cap friendly but you can continue
0: i was just gonna say
2: you know if you do if cronwall doesn't retire and then erickson is back next year and obviously you're probably going to trade jensen and so that would probably st- still wouldn't give you enough to see heronic and Chalowski in the lineup every night, but it also wouldn't give you an opportunity to see the guys down in Grand Rapids, either like Hicketts or Sulak or any of those guys down there that, that sorry, Ooh. RV, any of those guys that, you know, you still want to see play NHL hockey. You, you're still not going to see them because you have these old guys in the lineup still.
0: If I'm being honest, I think Joe Hicketts gets traded. It's a possibility. I, yeah. I'm just not sure there's any room for him on the team at this point.
1: No, I don't. At this, for where they're at and how old he's getting, I guess he's going to be. He's a Tory Krug esque almost, but he's just not there.
2: He's also but, smaller than Krug. I think. I think that's another yeah. thing. I don't know if defense in, in that stature can play in the NHL, but he is physical, and I mean that. That there did there is a place in the game for that. Still, obviously i tell you what, the
1: Wings should look at buying out Trevor Daly next year after the season's over. Oh,
2: he's well, he's been horrendous, I think.
1: His his cap hit would be 1.69 for the first year and then drops to 7.33 the second year. This is per cap friendly. And then Erickson would be 1.4 each season.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's possible, but, you know, we don't. We buy out players generally who cost us millions for years. We don't make smart buyout decisions, so we're Man. still paying for Stephen Weiss. Eh, well,
1: I mean, if they did, if that was a, that was a move they make for either one of those guys, it would be very much worth it, to, especially to make room back there.
0: Well, I think what we're going to do is we're going to go from depressing to even more depressing and yes. talk about how the wings have performed the past month or so, and and Ryan's going to kick us off with that because Ryan has the numbers pulled up.
1: And I love bringing fucking darkness. So since February 1st, the Wings have won a whopping three out of their nine games. (laughs) One of those wins in overtime against Toronto. As Greg Krupa would like to say, they had another win the next night, a shutout of Ottawa. And then their next win go 10 days later in Nashville. I'm sorry, four wins. And then they won the next night against Ottawa again. But overall, it has not been a pretty showing. They've looked their greatest against the shittiest teams and somehow beat Nashville. Who's been one of the most streakiest teams in the league. I think even though they're still a top team, but you move forward and to Greg's point, what'd you predict six more wins the rest of the year?
0: <laughs> Probably that, six or
1: seven. Yep. It's, it's not pretty. I mean, they've got Chicago tomorrow night, which is hopefully going to be a win. And then it gets downhill. Cause they got Minnesota. This is the stretch that they have. That's a, partial home finishing the home stand and then going a road trip so they go minnesota san jose montreal possible relief against arizona but they've looked good and then they've got colorado new york tampa florida is your hope for a win and again at montreal and then they play that's it that's the end of that road trip and then it goes to close getting close to the end of the season here tampa new york Islanders, the Rangers, the Blues, the Knights, the Sharks, the Sabers, the road, the yeah, Devils, <laughs> Devils back at home and Boston at home. Then you got Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Sabers, and that's your season. Yeah, that is a shit show and a half.
0: That's a big old boot in your ass. it's mm-hmm. uh, the thing, the thing with that too is you're you're forgetting who probably one of the biggest players at the trade uh-huh. deadline for Panarin's going to be, and that's the Florida Panthers. So. Your win against Florida might not be a win against Florida.
1: Mm, really, actually, a couple of those teams are apparently on player and sweepstakes to include. Uh, I think Boston was in there, right? They're in the mix. Yep. So, so, yeah.
0: so I think maybe six or seven wins. Which, if we do that and we don't have another loss at overtime, my prediction on the season will be off by one game, which I think is pretty good. So, do you have all of our predictions up? No, I just have mine. Uh, I was checking back on Facebook today. They were doing a prediction contest, and, and if, if it goes the way I think it's going to go, I'm going to win the contest. And I don't know what I win yet, but we'll see what happens.
1: We're going to have to revisit our uh, early season talk to see what we... Our, I think we did a points. Did we actually do record, though? I can't remember.
0: I think we did points. I, I've been stuck basically with, I think it was 67 points from the beginning of the season. We'll have to revisit and then go over it next on the next podcast. Right. But... Things are not looking good for the Wings coming up. Nope. nope. The Wings have also not looked good, so that's that's the other half of it. But you know, Dylan Larkin's chugging along.
1: They did score five goals though against Philly, a bad Philly team. And (laughs) Manta's the shittiest player on the planet.
0: Yeah, people want to throw him under the bus, and then he goes scores two goals, and then they still want to throw him under the bus. God, I dealt with some Fun Flyers fans this weekend.
2: Oh my God, that was awesome on Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I loved it. I loved every bit of it. What's fantastic
1: is not one time did I say that I thought that his hit on Giroux from behind was a good hit. I just said that it could have been a lot worse and Giroux tried to sell it.
0: Jesus Christ, you thought World War Three had started. You thought that we brought up Kotkaniemi to Habs fans.
1: Oh, sh- ooh, we might have found the new Achilles heel. Ooh, I like that. We need to tell Rohan.
2: I- I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what about that whole thing, right? He was saying that he was saying that Anthony Mantha's always doing dirty things and I tweeted at the guy I'm like I'm guy. like, when was the last time Anthony Mantha has ever done anything dirty besides what he did to Giroux? and the guy said, oh I, I he's just a dirty player like what he's there, that was every time. Flyers, there was another Flyers fan that tweeted at me saying that Gustav Nyquist was a dirty player. I don't
1: no dirtiest player on the wings is what he said Nyquist Nyquist.
0: Yes. More than Witkowski? Nyquist. Ah. It's it's just people that don't watch anything outside of their own team. Mm -hmm. I hate people
2: like that. (sighs) Anyways.
0: Well, we're going to get out of this black hole because we really can't say anything more about how the Wings have have played. I mean, poor poor defense, as always. Okay, goaltending, as always. And just uh, the offense is good, but when the offense is good, then the, the defense is worse. So it's been all right. But we're gonna move. We're gonna move to the brightest spot of the Red Wings, which are the people that aren't playing yet. So we're gonna start with with some stuff <laughs> I thought was pretty phenomenal in our top defensive prospect. I would call him right now the top defensive prospect we have, which would be Jared McIsaac. So, Jerry McIsaac this season so far with the uh, Halifax Mooseheads, he has 52 points in 42 games. He is currently on a six-game point streak and has points in 13 of the last 14. He is third in the QMJHL uh, D-men for scoring and first in points per game among defensemen. He has 131 points in a Halifax jersey and is now the second highest scoring defenseman in Halifax history. So that's looking pretty good. And he's been on an absolute tear since the World Juniors.
1: He's on an entry level deal, right? Did they sign him to his? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yep. He's 18 years old.
0: So Jared McIsaac will have to play another season in the queue unless he can make the wings. I don't see him with our defense situation. Nope, he's not making year. the wings. So he'll be in the juniors again next year. But it's looking very promising. I've watched uh, some highlight clips of him. He just, he knows where to be and when to be there. He creates space and he finds open lanes. And the kid's nuts. And he was injured for a little bit, but he's... He's just really good, and and I think he's a steal for where we got him.
2: Beautiful. Absolutely.
0: The next person we're going to talk about, which I think we can go a little bit more into depth on, is Joe Valeno. Joe Valeno has 89 points in 47 games, which is insane. He has 38 goals and 41 assists at a – and I hate this plus-minus stat, but Joe Veleno's a plus-51 – and uh, he leads the team. Now, I think when you get like, oh, he's a minus 10 or he's a plus 14. Okay, but who cares? He's a plus 51. Holy shit. Like, that's insane. Uh, so, Joe Valeno, I think he's one of the ones that I think could crack the lineup next season as your, your second or third line center because we really don't have a solid second line center currently. What is his upside? Is he a first-line center or second-line center? I think second-line center. I think Larkin's your first-line center. Uh, on this te-
1: I think on this team, yeah. I mean, I think it, if – What if you get Hughes? Then you roll with three stud lines and three stud centers. No, just well, I get
2: that, but who's the first-line center? Larkin. First center?
1: Larkin's your first-line center. Larkin's going to be your number one, but, I mean, overall, you're going to have these guys that are just going to be – Larkin will be your top go-getter. Then you inter- interchange Hughes and Valino. Uh, it's going to be pretty straightforward.
0: Even if the Red Wings got the the first overall pick, they might just end up taking Kakko anyways, depending on how Volano how they think Valeno will pan out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we need goal scoring like goal scoring wingers, and and Caco's your goal scoring winger. So
1: God, he's been beautiful to see highlights for. Would yeah. he
0: make the team right out of camp? Uh, I don't see why not.
1: The way he's looking right now overseas, absolutely.
0: He's playing in a men's league too, so mm-hmm. yeah. But Joe Valeno, I think I, I watched him at Dev Camp. He's just so smart on the ice. He he'll have the the highest hockey IQ out there, probably right up there with Larkin mm-hmm. on the ice. He undresses players. He knows where people are going to be before they get there. He just is smooth skating guy, and and again steal they say he could be a steal of the draft also how he dropped all the way uh to 30 nobody can say why again he had that exceptional status to play in the chl at what was it 16 15 or fifteen, 15, years, at 15 old. years old
1: Yeah. so which makes him I mean, eligible you know this that, coming season for the ahl
0: yeah so you know he's he's a stud guy that that they for some reason, we're able to get super late uh-huh. and and no scout will tell you why he was passed up or, or how he dropped to where he dropped. But a lot of scouts will tell you that the Red Wings pulled one off by getting him at 30.
2: We didn't have the greatest season last year, it looks like. It looks like he had some injuries.
1: Yeah, he struggled a little bit last year, but I just I, I looked up Joe Bellino on Twitter real quick. So Max Boltman, January twenty first, a crazy stat on Joe Valino for the season. He, as of January twenty first, he had six shorthanded goals compared to just two power play goals. Jesus. So this guy, he's bringing on both ends, uh, like both spectrums of offensive defense.
2: That's that's like the typical Red Wing center that you that you know you look for too—a guy that can that can play offense, but he can also come back and help his defense and you know help his goaltender out. I mean, think of think of the. The past centerman Datsuk Zetterberg,
1: Eisenberg. We'll look what Larkin and Helm or Larkin and Glendening do it together out there.
0: Right, right. So I think Valeno is, is one of our bright spots coming up. Uh, he's like I said, he I think he could have made the team out of camp this season. There was just no spot for him, so I don't there was there was mm-hmm. no roster space to, to plug him into, and they told him to come to camp uh, this off season, ready to the team next year and i think he is more than capable of doing that and pushing someone down uh, a spot yep. or out of a spot so there can only be even if
2: you uh, as well I mean, that, that's another thing that
0: people don't realize
2: like no i don't mean now i mean like in the summertime that may free up some some you know winger spots or, or center spots
0: well yeah glenn Denning. if you ship yeah. glenn, even if you ship glenn Denning this season you open up a spot for Valeno next Absolutely.
1: season yeah yeah, because are still
2: hiring Is is there is there any chance that Svechnikov's going to be a part of this future of this team or no?
1: If he trains his ass off, then yeah, I think there is. They need a scoring winger. If he can be the scoring winger they're hoping for, especially for the year the year that how his brother came in and made the early impact in the season he's having. If they're training together and he's got some confidence going in after this knee injury, absolutely.
0: Yeah, people are still projecting uh, Svechnikov as a middle six guy even with the injuries so i don't see why not what i said is they should probably if he can come back they should play him a few games here just to see how he's coming back mm-hmm. like let him rehab stint for for four or five games in grand rapids and then end the season here maybe just to see how much he's got to work on what he's got to work on let him work on it in the off season and then come into camp because he would have been on the roster this season if he didn't get injured
2: yeah, yeah. oh absolutely so,
0: So I think they've got some work to do with him there. But I think he could. I think they're right. He could be a middle six winger, no problem, especially on this team. I
1: mean, they they don't have a scoring guy like that, but technically.
0: When are we going to see Zadina? Is that coming? Yeah, well, Ryan's got the stats on Zadina. We will see him next month. They'll give him his nine games.
1: Yeah, he's going to get his nine, and that'll be about it. But for his season so far with the Grand Rapids Griffins, he started out. Uh, it's kind of slow, depending on who you talk to. You start, some people thought he was looking good. Some people – actually, I'd say most people thought he was off to a rough start, not really up to the speed and pace of the AHL and playing with the men's league. But through 43 games in the season, Philip Zadina has 15 goals, 14 assists for 29 points. He is a minus 10 of note, though, over his last several games. I just found this fun little stat He's got goals in three straight games and points in four straight. And everybody you pretty much talked to over the last, I'd say, month or so, this guy is to, he's looking like he's preparing himself to be in the NHL. He's, I think there's an extra level of confidence coming from him, especially for the trade deadline approach. And I think he's trying to play his way into this roster. And, like, to your guys' point, that nine-game trial is coming soon. It's a matter of when, not if. So I, I – to me, I hope it's sooner rather than later. But obviously, it's, we're going to have to wait for the trade deadline to happen first. Right. Well, I,
0: I think they pissed him off by by misutilizing him in the World Juniors. Oh, and then all the horrible. reports came out saying he had a terrible World Juniors. But he, he didn't have a good World Juniors because they didn't play him correctly. They should have mm-hmm. played him on the top line with Martin Neckes and, and uh, whoever else was up there. But they kept stuffing him on the second and third line with... Mm-hmm. Was, oh. I mean, there were four notable players on that team. The other guys no one had ever heard of, and it, when you stick him with nobodies, it can't get him the puck. I mean, he's not going to grab the puck, go down the ice, and score by himself. There's got to be some help. Yep. So you put him with, with people that are able to make plays, and of course, Zadina himself can make plays, but you put him with playmakers, and you put him with, with people that can feed him the puck, and he'll score. That's that's what he's doing right now in Grand Rapids. Like you said, I think his last two games were multi-point games, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and, then,
1: and then OT winner again, uh, the other night against uh, San Antonio, which was beautiful. Beautiful shot.
0: That was nice. So I think you're, you're gonna, you're de- not just think. I know you're going to see Zadina this season for a, a nine, uh, probably a nine game trial to finish it out.
1: Don't want to um, burn the the entry level year and no
0: sense in that. You yeah. don't want to expose him to Seattle. That's exactly. The
1: that's the biggest so, thing because that's, I forgot somebody mentioned that the other day about, uh, kakaniemi with the 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 year that he's had is that now montreal and their situation is going to have to is going to be forced to protect him yep absolutely but but yeah i'm just excited to see how zadina has been and you talk to a lot of the folks that cover the grand rapids and they would say the same
0: yeah zadina's progressing and and he's going to be i think still will be a special guy
2: yes I think Zadina reminds me a lot of Nikita Kucherov. The way he shoots the puck is insane. Fucking hope so. 18 points in five games.
0: Yeah, it's – I don't even want to talk about that because (laughs) Tampa makes me irrationally angry. Um, But but we'll move on to uh, the last prospect we're going to touch on tonight, which is Gustav Lindstrom. So Gustav Lindstrom's numbers might not be super impressive. He has six points in 36 games. I think it's three goals and three assists. He is playing in a men's league, but he is logging uh, over 18 minutes at night. And Sean Horkoff has stated that he plays a complete game. If he keeps playing the way he plays, he, he might make some mistakes, but he doesn't let it bother him and he learns from them. So, did you he's mention the a defenseman? Builded... Yeah, he's a defenseman.
1: Yeah. Okay. I just make I didn't I didn't hear you say that I just want to make sure that everyone was clear that that's what you're referring to.
0: It's yeah, he's a defenseman right. and, and he's a he's more of a shutdown guy. He plays on the penalty kill. He's a big body and, and they're saying he he can be a middle two guy. So I think one of your one of your worries is well who's gonna come in and fill these spots? We've got garbage D prospects besides McIsaac and and I always have to bring up well Gustav Lindstrom's being billed as a middle two guy. I started out really worried about defense and then looking over stats of some of the people we've got, I worry a little less because when contracts like daily fall off or contracts like Mike green fall off, you maybe have to suffer a year. And then like, I think Lindstrom needs maybe two more seasons before he comes in.
1: Yeah. And yeah, he's got a lot of high praise uh, looking at an athletic article that just came out about him and he's biggest thing that you, you pick out from him. He's also a right-handed shot. So even if he's maybe not the most point producing, just having that extra aspect that most teams tend to cherish, like look at Jensen and Mike Green, for instance, they and Hironic, it brings an extra aspect to the blue line. And it actually is kind of fun to think about the Red Wings having four right-handed shots back there, but
2: oh my God. He, he's
1: part oh my- of the potential that of the recent draft picks that that could really give a new identity, if you will, to the, to the Red Wings back end. So yeah, it'll be fun to watch to see how he comes around, especially coming off his injury for this season.
0: Well, yeah. I think they need an identity other than garbage.
1: I,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we're getting to the point where they're starting to to hit on some of these picks, or at least it looks like they're starting to hit on some of these picks that, that, you know, they've made over the last three or four years. And even if you go back to Svechnikov, you, four or five years. So like Chalowski was a guy that a lot of people thought when they took him, that was like a, a reach. And then same with Svechnikov, but we'll see what happens when it comes to Svechnikov. But like Chalowski was apparently a reach at the time. And, you know, he's turned into a good defenseman, although he yeah. talked to Ken Holland and, like or Jeff Blashill, and it's like he did something wrong on his own freaking bobblehead. Yeah, it's like he
0: kicked his dog or something. Yeah, yeah I don't get it, but, uh,
2: but I guess at the end of the day, the way you rebuild is you 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 have patience and you hit on your picks, and I feel like the patience is is there from the fans and and the ownership and everything. Yeah, is and, it though?
0: Well, the Facebook patience is not uh, there. The Twitter patience. You? The Twitter patience is is okay. I'm I don't know just
1: the fuck you do Facebook. I check some of the comments and then see the you comment and I just I think about I have I've deleted probably a dozen different comments of a responses that I was going to make and then <laughs> realize I don't want to deal with that goddamn headache because of how just irrational and stupid people are on Facebook.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I had someone last week uh, and if you didn't see it, you guys got to follow us on Twitter. But if you didn't <laughs> see it uh, someone tried telling me that athena C is better than dylan larkin oh yeah um be- because he's faster and he can de- he can deke people better oh nice and-, and i'm like okay but what does that have to literally do with anything because Larkin is a complete 200-foot player. Uh, he's a setup guy. He can score goals. He has high hockey IQ. He draws penalties. I mean, he, he's a complete package. Uh, but but Athanasiu is fast and can deke people better. So that makes them the same. Skill set-wise, be- maybe Athanasiu is
2: better. His hands might be better. His shot might be but better. But
0: they're not. It's not. speed is
2: probably a little tick lower. But, like... I mean, I could see, I could see the argument, but if you're gonna tell me Anthony Fu is a better hockey player than Dylan Larkin, I'm gonna say that that's false because yeah. Larkin does everything that a captain should do. Really, I mean, he blocked shots, Ooh, I found it. penalty. He does everything that you want in a captain or a leader of your hockey team, and you know he
1: does it just about to the best of his ability. I, I found the quote. Can I can I read him? Okay, fantastic. All right, it starts out. The quote unquote from Greg: "Holy shit, guys!" And here is the Facebook quote in all its glory: "AA is arguably, arguably, better than Larkin. Plus, Valino spe- spelled F V E L I N O, and Zedina." That's are uh, right there.
0: That's Joe- Billy Leno in in disguise. <laughs> So,
1: plus, Valino and Zadina are proof right there. Joe goes 30th pick and he's fucking destroying this year. Zadina, not so much. And then it goes on. AA Deeks better, has a faster shot, and does a lot better in traffic getting away, getting away from other players. Larkin's a better team player, playmaker, and passer. They equal
0: out to about the same. <laughs> what? what? I mean, mean- none of. Not to mention that Larkin's 22 years old, <sighs> and also not to mention that AA's hands are not that great if he's in I, open,
1: he can be, but he's he's kind of like Tatar. He needs open he, ice. Yes, like to him and Tatar reminded me some of uh, like of each other quite a bit, especially when <laughs> Tatar was younger because he would try to do so much shit and then turn it over. It's like he was trying to be Datsuk 2.0 and it would just fail, and then when it worked, you know how many
0: times. You know how many times I've seen Athena CU skate directly into two defenders this year? Oh, because oh, no. he thinks he can go around them. It's like watching. Greg
2: is not a big Athanasiu guy.
1: Yeah, he, he, my fiance put it best. He's Anthony is Luis Mendoza. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the thing is, is Athena C.U. sure, he's good. He's not elite. He's not what a lot of people try making him out to be. I don't see him as the future of this team because I still think he has an attitude problem.
1: He's a role player.
0: I still think that he puts himself above everyone else and he tries to overdo stuff on every shift. You're not just going to break through two defenders. You, you, the way you score is by standing at the line waiting for the team in the defensive zone to screw up. Mm-hmm. And he's then us getting bag. a turnover, getting you the puck and letting you race away. If mm-hmm. you've got one more than one person around you, you're screwed. So, Unless
2: you're Datsuk.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, but it's it's not. He's not he's not half of the hockey player Datsuk was. No. Don't try telling me that ethnicity is better than Larkin because that's just you immediately you lose all credibility. Gone. Yeah. If you had any credibility in the first place so
1: can we also just talk about the fact that I'm looking through the Twitter right now and you tweeted out nine times the missing Chris Osgood photo
0: oh yeah I did <laughs> because I thought it was hilarious uh again Chris Osgood is still missing so we have oh, no idea where
1: Surgery, apparently that's been the comment but I no one's confirmed it I'm happy Murphy's back though
0: yeah can we all like take a second yes. to to welcome back Larry Murphy I'm ha- very I'm really happy. excited. Let's Love him and his nerd, nerd glasses this time. Yeah, no, just, I think he, I think he's over his alcoholism. But... Oh, is that
1: what it was? Like it actually? Yeah, there was yeah. actual like on air. I haven't seen the on air drunkenness. Years. Yeah.
2: So he had basically what what McCarty had.
1: Pretty probably... much. Well, maybe not to that extent. Not to but that
2: extent. Probably. Similar.
1: I guess you could put it in the same realm, if you will.
2: By the way, a good uh listen that I had a few weeks ago, I forgot to mention it, but Cardi on and Chicklets, it was a real oh, I, good. I heard
1: that was fantastic.
2: Yeah, it was fantastic.
1: And, but, and then, can we also talk about? I'm sorry, I'm going through the pod, but can we give a shout out to everyone that's been blocked by Ansar Khan? <laughs>
0: oh, god, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we were ceremoniously blocked by Ansar Khan this week because I just asked a simple question on why don't you ask the organization why it makes so many bad moves. And then he blocked me. So I've been blocked. I think Helene St. James is next on our list. But we've had a pretty active week. And before we – actually – Let's go through final thoughts now, and then I'll make the announcements at the end and all that fun stuff. So, Ryan, final thoughts. Final
1: thoughts. I, guess, uh, I don't even know if I have a final thought this week. We actually ended on a high note, so I'm not like doom and gloom, but I'll just say, yeah. fuck you, Erickson. You got what you deserve.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Twitter,
1: Uh Twitter, uh, Twitter rdryan33. Tyler.
2: Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, at SealedDog91. My final thoughts are that the Red Wings are probably only going to win six or seven games the rest of the season, so get used to uh, losing and losing a lot. Hopefully, Larkin continues to play the way he is, and Mantha and Athanasio and those guys start to follow. And then when Zadina comes up, hopefully he fills Montreal's net with uh, as many goals as possible uh, because Zadina is better than Kotkaniemi. Yes. No doubt. No yes. doubt.
0: And that is a learning point. Someone commented and told us from our podcast, they learned how to pronounce Kat Katkania's yeah, name. That so that's pretty a high, high. point.
1: Good, way uh, to go, Greg.
0: I am going to take my final thoughts section to, to bring a few things up. We are transferring Twitter handles. Uh, we used, as some of you know, we used to be the Winged Octopus podcast. The Winged Octopus, uh, we thought we were great. So we broke off and decided to make our own brand. The thing is, is that the Winged Octopus is now defunct. The website is down. The Twitter handle is floating in the ether somewhere. So we have decided to, yep, (laughs) I do too. So we've decided to grab it, claim it, and we will be absorbing that base. So if you guys could please go follow at GrindlinePod1 on Twitter. Next week, I will be switching the two handles, and that will become the official GrindlinePod Twitter account. You may already be following it, so that's the other key. Yeah, you might already people, be following it.
1: A lot of
2: people are still. Yep. It seems like there's a lot of followers on there, and there's still a lot of active
1: followers, which is good. So. been a lot cool. more, more discussion lately, which has been pretty awesome.
0: Yep. yep. Um, the second thing is you may have seen it today. I have started what is called a Redbubble account. What Redbubble does is lets us sell merch. So I put up our first thing today. I will be working on more designs going forward. There will be a Grindline podcast t-shirt. But right now you can find the t-shirt for the Church of Valeno. It has a logo, everything fun. And it's not just a shirt. You can get it on 46 products. You can get it on travel mugs. You can get it on regular mugs. You can get pants in. You can get uh, scarves. And I might get the Church of Valeno bedsheet set. So, well, we might see how that my goes. Oh my God, please do this. You yeah. know <laughs> a good A good shirt would be
2: uh,
0: Zadina greater than caught canny Emmy. Zadina Don't give
1: away our ideas yet, Tyler.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to be making some uh, shirt designs uh, to go with my poster designs. If you guys saw my Expendables poster today. Um, but yeah, that's that is our next thing. All the funds from that will go toward the podcast and helping us with our uh, hosting subscriptions and hardware and all that fun stuff. Man, uh, we might even do some charity work with it. So uh, that is my, my pitch. You can follow me on Twitter at bringing the wing, of course, follow at grindline pod one and at grindline pod. And then eventually we'll switch them around. Um, and then there was one more thing. Oh yeah. We are now on tune in uh, tune in. If you use tune in for your podcasts, we are on TuneIn now, so we are on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, almost everywhere. If you are on, a, if you listen on a certain platform, and we are not there, let us know, and I will get us there. Stitcher, in, good, good on Stitcher.
1: feedback on that last week too.
0: Yeah, so we we're we're trying to make our rounds on all the platforms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think that's it. So for Ryan and Tyler, I am Greg. You stay classy hockey town.